0: be seated amen amen let's give our bishop a hand bishop prado and first lady prado amen brother rothaniel uh, i was thinking i'm gonna I'm I'm get i'm gonna get a i'm gonna bring up something that happened so long ago two things victor jr you know victor jr is the reason why i kissed the first girl in my life at a convention when I was 11. Okay, I'm not gonna. Talk to that. Just thought about that. <laughs> Anyways, it's under the blood, amen. How many know Jesus has washed those sins all away? I was looking at Bishop, and he was a. Uh, I've been knowing Bishop all my life, amen. My my father uh, has. He had uh, some of his siblings die, so he only has one uh, brother left. He had five, four. They all died. And he has one left and his sister died. But I'm going to tell you, they asked Jesus, they said, your mother and your brothers are outside. And he said, who is my mother? He said, who are my brothers? He said, only those who do the will of the father. Those are who my brothers and sisters are. Bishop Prado has been to me like an uncle. Amen. Somebody say amen. I mean, he has been my father's friend to like he's been a brother But how many know it's not about what race you are? I wish I had a good church today, right? It ain't about being black, white, whatever. Jesus says, if you're doing the same will that I'm doing, that's who my brother is. That's who my sister is. I saw Bishop with that iPad. Bishop used to bring his PC like it was a laptop back in the day, man. He would set it up anywhere. This gigantic screen. Aren't you glad for technology, amen? I want to give you this, what I feel the Lord has given me. I thank God for just the opportunity. I missed service this week and uh, the Lord is doing great things at our church in Fresno, Image Church. But as we all, sometimes you got to take a break, amen? Even a change of scenery. And I want to give this praise team of musicians and media, I I think we should give them a big hand, amen? Don't leave me, musician. Now, Who's seen Coming to America before? Oh, we we no, we need to watch it again. That's what I y'all ain't never seen coming to America. Okay, I can't. Somebody in the okay, I see you. You saw it, right? So they gave this kind of weak hand clap. I think we could do much better for our praise team and our and our musicians, the media department. Come on. Come on, make them feel welcome. Amen. So I'm glad I have been married for three years and I have a one-year-old son, amen, uh, a year and a half, amen, and my life has been changing so fast and I've been pastoring just a year and about two months, amen, and uh, and church people are God's people, but sometimes they can be the toughest people, amen. Touch a neighbor and say, he's talking to you, Amen. <laughs> But but I'm glad that God has has allowed me to serve his people. And that's what we're about. I want to give you what the Lord has given me. I'm only going to preach a few minutes. <laughs> but if you go to, with me to the book of Ruth, chapter one, and I'm going to do verse 20 and uh, 21 and 22. You don't have to stand, but just uh, read it it's on the screen, too. OK, verse 20 of uh, of Ruth, chapter one, verse 20. Let's start with verse 20. And then we'll move on. And the Bible says, she said to them, do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went away full. Can I preach how I feel today? Amen.
1: Help me read it. It
0: says what? I went away full and the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has what? against me the almighty has what brought calamity upon me i got one more verse i want to give my hands to elder james elder james raise your hand amen i don't know if he's single or not Uh, (laughs) this is our minister of music uh, brother charles brown raise your hand brother charles brown i I don't know if he's single or not i don't know about you but uh look him up on facebook amen either one of those brothers my last verse says this so naomi returned and ruth the moabite her daughter-in-law with her return from the country of moab verse 22 very powerful verse and they came to bethlehem at the beginning of what barley harvest i need you to look at a neighbor and say neighbor come on y'all gotta talk back now i'm from a black church y'all y'all gotta talk back to me y'all say neighbor There's purpose behind your pain. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, there is purpose behind your pain. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. In Ruth chapter one, the Bible says Naomi and her husband, Elimelech was in Bethlehem. In Bethlehem, The Bible says, and I'm going to talk about four things. Everybody say four things. Come on, say four things that you cannot control. Now, if you have a pen, if you have a paper, I believe in writing. If you have your phone, take your phone out. Let's take some notes. i rather have, sometimes uh, uh, we want to say, well, I can remember everything. You know, you can't remember everything. So it's good to write down something. Four things you cannot control. So the Bible says that Elimelech, her husband, and Naomi lived in Bethlehem. Very good life. Things were going good. Money in the bank. Man, the house we wanted. I feel like we're moving in the right direction. Things are going good. I mean, we, we, we posted it on Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram. We taking these selfies. My family's doing good. But the Bible says there was a famine in the land. The first thing you cannot control is famine. It's out of your control. The famine that was in the land. Oh, I'm good, brother. Oh. i oh, good. Thank you. I'll pick it up in a minute. Yeah, okay. I was thinking, is Jesus coming back right now? So there was a famine in the land, right? Famine. Everybody say famine. The famine pushed. And Limelech, being a good man that he is, he was, he says, listen, baby, I got to make for you. I want to provide for you. We got to move. So the Bible says they moved to Moab. They were pushed out of Bethlehem, out of their comfort. I mean, they had everything set up. Everything was going good. But because of the famine, Elimelech says, let's go find food. So they go to Moab. She has to start all over. But she says, as long as I have you, Everything's gonna be okay. That's what my wife says to me all the time, right? So, as long as I have you, everything's gonna be okay. So, the Bible says in Moab they have two sons. So, she's like, okay, I'm regrouping. I know we had to leave our comfort, but I'm regrouping. Everything's gonna be okay. We could start all over. Okay. The Bible says that in Moab, her husband, The second thing that you cannot control, you cannot control death. Because if you can control death, Steve Jobs would be living right now. Y'all ain't going to help me, right? If you can control death, Nipsey Hussle. I'm in the wrong church. I'm sorry. (laughs) Let me just, let me make sure. Let me see where I'm at. Let me just see where I'm at. (laughs) Okay, I'm in the right church. I just have to fill my church. If, If you could control death. I don't know about you, but my grandmothers would still be living right now if I could control death. But you cannot control death. The Bible says her husband dies. Could you imagine? Now, now Naomi's like, okay, I understand we had to leave, we had to move, and then we had to relocate and, and, and build all over again. But why would you take my foundation? Why would you take my rock? Her husband dies. She's like, okay, at least I have my two boys. For 10 years, she's regrouping. In these 10 years, her two sons, they uh, get married. Now, even though she's happy, you can only imagine how she felt as a mother, seeing her two sons now engage with their daughters just her thinking about what used to be you know what I mean you know I love my mama oh I love my mama I love her but my wife got some stuff my mama don't got okay come on church (laughs) y'all ain't gonna help me preach right my wife is not my mama I'm gonna tell you right now they two totally different people. And so I could imagine. When I got married, my mom, uh, we were at the wedding and Bishop came in. I think, she, yes, they came in. So um, when we was there and at the reception and we, we kind of did the mother and son dance. I don't, don't crucify me, amen. And so um, she was just crying, like uncontrollably. She's like, I'm losing my son. I said, I live right next to the church. You're not losing nobody as she has to regroup, the Bible says, this is a trip, after 10 years, both of her sons die. Wait, the famine comes, and it moves me from my comfort, and I think I can start all over, but Lord, why would you let my husband die? Okay, but even after that, but then my two sons are dead? I'm going to tell you, it was no praise break after that. Oh, I, I wish I had a real church. I'm going to tell you, there are some, sometimes you'll go through some stuff in your life where you don't have a praise on your lips. And don't, don't get mad. It's just real life. Sometimes you'll go through some stuff and you ask God, why am I going through this? And don't think it's bad to ask God why. Even Jesus asked God why. He asked God why on the cross. He said, Father, why have you what? Forsaken me. Has anybody ever asked God, why are you doing this to me? I need somebody to talk to me today. Have you ever asked God, Lord, why did you do this? Why did you let her have cancer? Why did you let my father die? Why did you let my mother go through this? Why is my son going through this? Why is my daughter going through this? Lord, if I would have known that I would have to go through this. Every time you go through something, I'm sorry, Bishop, but everybody won't come in here with a happy, I'm on fire for God. Sometimes life will hit you. And it will shake you. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. It will shake you. It will shake your foundation. And you'll just feel like Lord. Have you ever felt like God? Are you anywhere near me? This is the third thing you can't control. You can't control a harvest. The famine pushed them into another land. Then you cannot control death. Here comes the harvest. So the Bible says Naomi heard that the Lord had revisited Bethlehem. And so then she told her two daughter-in-laws. She was like this. Listen, this is the third thing, fourth thing you cannot control. The two daughter-in-laws, she told one, she told both of them, I'm old in age. And guess what? I can't produce no more kids. So if you're looking for husbands, I can't help you. One daughter said, you know what? I got to go get my boo. You can't, okay. Where y'all at, right? She said, look, I need a man. And if you can't help me, I'm going to go back to my homeland. But Ruth said, wherever you go, I'm going to go. who will be your God. Can I tell you something? The fourth thing you cannot do, you cannot control people. This is something I feel is our problem In the church, we try to control people and when you try to control people that's when you become stressed out and you try to manipulate certain situations or you try to make things go your way you cannot control a person's actions and then as a parent can I talk to some parents in here maybe your kids are acting up or in relationships husband and wife or in family situations and you just like you need to do this and you can preach to them and yell at them but the thing I found out is this the only person that can change a person is God instead of me stressing and fussing and going after them why will I get on my knees and talk to the only person that can change somebody's heart I don't care what you're going through but God can still work miracles in somebody's life somebody shout hallelujah Somebody shout hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, I still believe that God is able. I still believe God can bring relationships back together. I still believe God can help people get off of drugs. I still believe God can change a person's heart. If you believe it, shout hallelujah. I need five people to shout yes he can in the building. I said I need five people to shout yes he can. I'm going to tell you, there's nothing too hard for God. And the situation you're stressing over with a person, learn to take it to the only person who can change that person. How do you know he can change a person? Because I am a living witness that he can change somebody. See, sometimes we doubt God, but we don't understand. When you look at yourself in the mirror, you are a living testimony that God can change somebody's heart. You are a living testimony that God can take away anger and bitterness and hatred. I need somebody to help me today. Does anybody believe that God is able? So... Put, put verse 20 back on the screen, and we're going to close it out, all right? Read three verses, and I'm done. Here it is. She said to them, so Bible says when Naomi and Ruth go back to Bethlehem, uh, before there was a Bethlehem book or a Facebook, there was Bethlehem book. I'm going to tell you about Bethlehem book. Because the Bible says that the women of the city, when they seen Naomi come back, they start saying, is this Naomi? No, 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 no. This can't be Naomi because life will cause you to look totally different. Y'all with me today? I said, life situations can cause you to look totally different from where you thought and where other people thought you should be. Now, let me go a little bit deeper. They were saying, because I remember them.
1: That's not a wife. Look how she looks. I I think that's her. She
0: told him, Lady Prado, she says, don't call me Naomi, but call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt bitterly. Have you ever felt like Against you. Why am I going through this pain? Why am I feeling this struggle? Now, let's not act like we never have Naomi moments. We we have them all the time. You know, Naomi moments is where, because for 99% of us in this room, you are not where you thought you would be when you were 13. Now, that brother only 10, so how are you? And oh, you big, man. Look, 14. Listen, so, tw- are you 8 or 12? Okay. you not 12 and a half? So, where, where am I at? Come on back. So, here it is. We all have these moments. Because our life is not where we should be, we all have moments where we don't really tell all of the truth. Okay, I wish I had a real church. Come on. I'm going to give you an example. You haven't been to school since 2012, college. Okay. Amen. You see somebody in the store, because you stalk everybody on Facebook, (laughs) and you see their whole life, you know that they just graduated or they're doing this, whatever. So when you see them, you will make up some stories. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm in school. You haven't been in school in seven years. Okay, amen. Come on. Or or have you ever been in a situation where you saw somebody that you used to date at Walmart? And then when you get in the call, you call your girl, like,
1: girl, have you seen him?
0: Okay, I'm in the wrong church. Okay. Because our life we think should be at a certain point. And I'm going to prove this point. Go to verse 21. I'll prove it. Because she says, I went away full and the Lord has brought me back empty. Naomi said, listen, I got to make excuses for my life. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Y'all, come on, come on, read it with me. I went away what? Full and the Lord has what? Problem. The problem is this, Naomi. What is your definition of full? We all have a definition of fool. Is the definition of fool is I have a husband, I have a wife, we have two cars, we have one dog, we have a three, but is that your definition of fool that I'm working at this job and I'm working on this degree or I accomplished this? Is that your definition of fool? Because if that's your definition of fool, then when life hits you, you'll feel like you're empty. Can I tell you what fool is? As long as I got breath in my body, come on. I know that God is able to do. But the problem is when you look at your pain like you're going through something, you'll feel like Naomi. And you'll feel like, God, why am I empty? Some of us in this room, you keep complaining because you got the wrong definition of fool. You keep stressing because you have the wrong definition of fool. You're worrying, having anxieties, because you have the wrong definition of what fool is. She says, I went away fool, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has brought evil, that's what calamity is, upon I got, I got five minutes and I'm going to land this plane. This is what I want to put in your spirit. You can be honest tonight, today and be real about life. See, one thing that I have a problem with with church people is we act real self-righteous. We act like we don't go through nothing. We don't act like we never have pain. A real sorry. We don't we act like we never have real thoughts and being honest and saying, God, I feel like you have left me. For some of us in here, you was making more money on the street. Why would you bring me into church and I'm struggling? I, I need somebody to help me today. Lord, I was doing good, shacking up. But what I want to do, y'all, y'all know what shacking up is, right? Uh, That might be an old word. We we was doing good just living together. But now we want to do things right. Why is all this? Have you ever felt like, God, if you was going to kill somebody, I got a list. Lord, no, if you, if you was going to have somebody die, I could give you a list. But have you ever felt like, why would you take that man who's trying to provide for his family? Why would you take that sister who, who just prays and seeks that? Have you ever felt like that? Uh, have you ever felt like, God, are you with me or against me? But verse 22, Bishop, a verse many never preach, but it's so powerful. Because after this verse, Lady Prado, I'm going to tell you, Naomi's attitude changed for the rest of the book. So Naomi returned and Ruth, the Moabite, her daughter-in-law with her, who returned from the country of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of what? Come on, at the beginning of what? At the beginning of what? Now, anytime people preach about Ruth, they always think they're going to get a husband. I'm not preaching about Boaz today, amen. I'm not going to guarantee you you can get a husband. i got two prospects over there, but that's all I can do. But I, I, can't, I can't guarantee you nothing else. <laughs> I'm going to close it. Because there are three harvests that's connected. The barley harvest ripens uh, around the time of Passover. You have the wheat that's around Pentecost, and you have grapes around the tabernacles. That's why you can't tell me the Hebrews was in black or Hispanic. They got grape. Okay, amen. <laughs> watermelon grapes. I'm ready, right? But here it is, beginning of barley harvest. Everybody say barley harvest. Barley harvest, Bishop, is around Passover, I believe Naomi had a moment where she had to change her perception and her perspective about her situation because God has a way to push you into certain places. He pushed them into a famine and then he caused death to happen. But then he caused a harvest to happen. Why? To push her back to think about what the harvest really meant. See, you can't get excited if you don't know your Bible. Y'all ain't going to help me. Because Passover has to do with Exodus. God told Moses, he said, I feel like preaching now. God told Moses, he said, listen, I'm going to come into the land. And when I come into the land, I'm killing all the firstborn. He says, but when I see the blood on the doorpost, I'm going to pass over all of those who have the blood on the doorpost. I don't know about you, but when I think about the goodness of Jesus, and even though I've been going through situations, I just can't help but just think, Lord, if you have brought me out before, you can bring me out again. I just need five people to jump to your feet and shout, I know it was the blood I know it was the blood for me one day when I was lost Jesus died upon the cross give somebody a high five and say when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me anybody glad for the blood of Jesus I said anybody glad for the blood of Jesus I said anybody glad for the blood of Jesus have a seat I'm done I'm done I'm done Here it is. So the Bible says, uh, uh, after Passover, the harvest came. We know the story. Ruth hooks up with Boaz. That's not the shout. I'm going to tell you what the shout is. The shout was, Naomi's pain is the reason why we're sitting in this building right now. If Naomi wouldn't have went through what she went through, we would not be here right now. Oh, y'all ain't going to help me. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to prove it. Let me prove my point. Uh, Naomi went through the famine. She kind of gave up then. You know, a lot of marriages break up because of financial reasons. I didn't know. Oh, maybe there's only black women. Let me stop. Let me go back. Woo, let me find my place. <laughs> I was about to go into a whole other role, but let me, look, they'll do that. People will leave. She didn't leave the famine. People will turn their back when somebody dies. She stayed strong. Can I be honest with you? It's okay to have moments where you feel frustrated. It's okay to have moments when you feel like, God, do you hear me? But you got to bounce back from those moments. She went through the famine. She went through one person leaving her, one person staying. She comes back, has to humble herself because her life wasn't where she thought. She had to eat her words and realize God has not not done anything evil to me. But he's doing it for me. But the pain is greater than me. See, you don't go through situations for you. You go through stuff for the person sitting next to you. (laughs) Amen. I'm going to tell you. So, Bishop, here it is. Because they produce, Boaz produces a Son, somebody say a son. Go with me to Ruth chapter 4 and I'm going to close it. I'm going to close it. I'm going to close it. Ruth 4. I think it's the last verse. The last verse. Go up one more. Go up one more to verse 20. Amenadab fathered Nashon. Nashon fathered Solomon. Everybody say Solomon. Solomon. Verse 21 says, What? Well, Solomon followed what? Well, Boaz. This is a Sunday school question, and I'm going to let you go. Who was Boaz's mother? You could Google it by now. Amen. <laughs> who, who was Boaz's mother? I'm going to tell you how God strategically works out situations in your Ah, uh, come on, brother. Come on. It, Rahab. Hold on. I, I'm, I feel a little churchy real quick. Hold on. Everybody say Rahab. Rahab. But if you can't shout over Rahab, you might not know your Bible because Rahab was the prostitute that was in Jericho. Ooh, come on. I need you to help me right here. See, it wasn't about Joshua bringing down the walls of Jericho, but it was about Joshua going into Jericho to bring Rahab out. See, Rahab was a prostitute, but her life was wrong. But when the hand of God is on your life, he'll use anybody. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. He uses Rahab to come out. So Rahab hooks up with Solomon. Solomon follows Boaz. Boaz fathered Obed. Come on, talk to me. Obed fathers Jesse. And Jesse fathers who? David. And if you go to Matthew chapter 1, you'll see the lineage. And Jesus comes from the line of what? David. If Naomi wouldn't have never went through her pain, we would not have Jesus in our situation. Ha! Huh? Yeah. I feel God talking to somebody today look at your neighbor and say neighbor there's purpose come on brother there's purpose behind your pain if you can learn to praise them through your pain if you can learn them to praise them through your situation how many know God has a purpose that's greater than your pain you ever been through in your life somebody shout hallelujah somebody shout hallelujah Everybody stand. Everybody stand. This is what I want to talk to you about. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. You should play something soft and fun. Say, neighbor. Come on, talk to him and say, neighbor. I need you to be honest right now. Oh, y'all not talking, I'm telling him. Look at him and say, I need you to be honest. You might be going through something that you ain't told nobody about. And the pain feels so unbearable in your life. If anybody should have gave up, it should have been Naomi. But because she pushed through, she was able to teach Ruth. And Ruth connects with Boaz. From Boaz, you have the lineage of Jesus Because somebody named Naomi, even though she had so much pain, she had a purpose. That purpose wasn't to hook up Ruth and Boaz so they can ride off into the sunset. But it was a purpose strategically designed by God so I could be in service right now. Because without Jesus, there would be no me. Works out things to get Rahab out, then works on things to get Naomi here. You think you're going through something and you're selfish and you're complaining, not knowing that the person sitting next to you, one person in this room, needs to hear your testimony. Do you know when you come in here with a praise, what it does for the person that sees you? That lets them know if God can take you through. And he can take me through too. But I want to pray for some people that can be honest today and just say, Lord, I really feel like you forgot about me. It don't mean you're not saved. It means you're honest. The Bible says in Corinthians, we are earthen vessels, not sinful vessels. We're earthen. That means we have feelings. We have emotions. We go through stuff. Oh, you act like, oh, Bishop don't go through nothing. No, he go through stuff just like you go through stuff. He got feelings just like you got feelings. I got feelings just like you got feelings. (laughs) But the problem with the difference between us and you, you can skip church. We gotta keep coming. Oh, don't think I wanna wanna be in bed just like y'all wanna be in bed. Because sometimes in church, we made the altar be a place where we were, oh, you messed up where you've been sinning. No, no. For me, the altar is more like an alteration Well, God can fix some, some perspectives in my life. He can work on these emotions that I'm having because I, I do feel like I'm by myself. I feel like I'm going through pain. And sometimes when you don't got nobody to talk to, because for a lot of people, you are the rock of your family. So who can you talk to when everybody's talking to you? I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I feel there's one person in this room that can meet me at this altar. Just say, Father, I feel like I've been alone. I feel like I've been going through stuff I ain't told nobody. Just because you're married don't mean you're sharing everything. I'm not saying you're hiding sins. But you know, if you tell the spouse something, they're going to stress over it. And you already stressed. I don't need double stress. So you hold it in. But then you got to put on a a front for everybody. Who am I talking to? Like just meet me at this altar real quick. Say, Father, I've been feeling like I'm not myself. That's you. Come on. 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 Put your hands lifted up. Put your hands lifted up today. Father, there's some things I haven't told nobody that I've been calling. Come on, there's some more people that needs to come. I dare you to come. God is talking right now. Come on, come on. And Bishop, God says, this is a place of healing, of of abundant life. This is a place where I can lay down my burdens and I can have a real conversation with them and tell them, Father, I just need to to be reassured that you're right there with me. Oh, it, it doesn't mean you're not saved. You're being honest. I'm talking to some people that's having trouble with their parents. Come on, don't tell on yourself, but just come on, man. I feel like they don't understand me. With parents with their kids, like, I don't understand why they're not getting it. Talking to some people that's going through some sicknesses right now. You're like, Lord, I don't even know what the results are going to be talking to some people going through some financial things father. I didn't didn't know I was going to be hit like this. Can you just lift your hands where you are today? Can you just lift your hands where you are? I dare you to just talk to him for a minute. Before we lay hands on you you just got to have a one on one moment. with. Can you sing that song Holy Spirit you're welcome here? Oh
1: Oh, this place and the come on. Yoga God is what our hearts. I dare you to talk to
0: him about every pain. To be over, Father, God. I haven't came up come I haven't I overcome, have overcome that loss. That loved one that Lord, passed away. I've been dealing with grief. Lord, Dealing with grief, I've been dealing with just understanding what you're doing in my life, Father. What's the next step? Sometimes I feel lost, sometimes I feel like I don't got no direction. God said, I want to speak to you right now. Come on,
1: come on, come on, come on, come on. I dare you to lift up your hands right now. i